Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Robin, uh, coming to you from a very rainy, blighty base. Um, it's all me by myself, uh, because Michelle will be along through the magic of time and recording in just a second, and with her is Richard. Um, we are delighted to have uh, probably one of the most colourful, exciting, um, and controversial characters from this year's uh, 90 Day Fiancé UK on the show today. Um, the last thing you want to hear is me wittering and wittering when, frankly, there's so much lovely, juicy, brilliant stuff to come. So I'll bugger off, eh? Um, somehow I've got to get back into the house without getting drenched. Wish me luck. <laughs> We wanted to start this off while he's in the room with me, um, with our little Alfie, because we have him on the pod occasionally. Do you ever listen, Richard? Do you ever listen to our nonsense? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, yours is uh, certainly one of the ones that I, uh, I I watch out for. It's I find it highly entertaining and informative, and you two are lovely, and you've got Aww. some great stories to tell. Oh, thanks, man. Thank um, you. Well, you will know that in the interest of protecting our little man's anonymity, we, we are calling him Alfie because, <laughs> because he reminds us massively of he your Alfie. so much like your Alfie. <laughs> come, come into shock, kiddo. Hiya, I'm, Alfie. You all right? That's not my name, but uh, hi. <laughs> Hiya, Alfie. How are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Now you're just as sassy as Richard. We fell madly in love with Alfie when he was first on 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 screen because he is the so sassiest cute. kid on TV, and he's adorable. And you remind us of of his Alfie because you you both call it like you see it. You got Aww. sharp little tongues in your mouths. Oh, competition! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, called grinding, and we're trying to beat the tryhards. That's what it's all about. I'm loving your uh, little hairdo as well, by the way. You look exactly like my Alfie. Right? Yeah, pretty, pretty fly. Got it done yesterday. Pretty fly. you got fly. any questions for Richard? Richard's on the telly. Do you want to be on the telly one day? 
You're not asked. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richard also has a very fetching pair of like Union Jack or Union Flag, as I should say, underpants. Um, I know that your underpants are in a terrible state of repair. If we replaced your whole pant library with Union Flag ones, would that be all right? No. <laughs> they need Harry Potter. He needs Harry Potter or some kind of DC superheroes. Yeah. Johnson Potter or DC superhero pants. Why am I talking about your pants? I yeah. still wear them nowadays, to be fair. I mean, that's that's just what you buy from the shop, isn't it? Oh, we wouldn't know because Robin hasn't bought a new pair of pants since 2012. So. Ah, Robin's a commando guy. <laughs> I focus my underwear budget on socks. This has been well established. Do you um, not find it gets a bit drafty, though, in shorts? I work from home, ma'am. Um, <laughs> you know, the need for underpants is not what it used to be. He, he has so many socks that I find that I found a sock on the top of my wardrobe three days in a row. What? Oh my god! Yeah, there was a sock on top of my wardrobe. You're starting to sound a bit like me, Robin. Let me just let me just check, Michelle. Um, uh-huh. Do you uh, do do you find Robin socks all over the place, and do you collect them for him, or do you like scream at him? Shit, I'm. I, I do the laundry, so that's my job, Excellent. and I'm happy you, to pick up the socks because I don't do... I'd like to clarify, do... you want to do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I do. That's exactly what I do throughout this entire thing, because it is all based upon what Kathleen wants to do for me, and nobody's yeah. picked that up except you and a couple of other YouTubers, and it's like, hang on, let's take a step back here. You know, I'm not the male chauvinist that everybody thinks Sam, no. all I'm doing is explaining to you what Kathleen does for me and wants to do for me. And it's beautiful. It's magical. Couldn't I ask do, for any more. I do do most other things, though, right? I do a lot, right? <laughs> what do you do, Robin? What's on your list? Well, it wouldn't be for me to say. You do bins, and you do... Do dishes. You cook way more than I do because I don't cook. I'm like you, Richard. I just nice. not in. Well, I get those um, those silver trade meals and uh, yeah. very very quick to eat. Thirty minutes in an oven. Jobs are good and I can cook, but I'm no I'm no chef. I, can I do the ironing. <laughs> I feel I like don't. I'm justifying myself now. <laughs> <laughs> which which part of wife have we got mixed between the two of you, eh? <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, we're going to war, kiddo. Come and say goodbye to lovely Richard. Bye, Alfie. Okay. Thanks, Bim Bam. <laughs> okay. Um, Alfie has now officially left the building. Let's re look, we've started it, haven't we? So should we just deal with the the giant <laughs> elephant in the room? <laughs> what, my naked body? No. <laughs> Let's let's put the sexism thing to bed um, because we should, right? Because that is that's frustrating. Yeah. Okay. What frustrates you? It just frustrates me that people don't see the full side of the story. They just pick up on something for them to become really offended at, which I'm great at, by the way. Um, thinking and conducting <laughs> lines that I can just deliver, and it's a mic drop moment. And then the rest of the entire section is basically, I'm lying. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what else I'll say, because the original statement was harsh enough that just 
just just has sent everybody kind of steaming at me and 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 that's fine but you know to call somebody a sexist and to um put somebody in the same realm as uh, people like andrew tate i actually find that really offensive because i'm nothing like these people and all i'm really doing is i'm saying to the camera and, and telling the audience our story about the kind of things that kathleen does for me or wants to do for me and do you know what as a boyfriend i'm really excited about that because i've never found a woman that meets all of my needs exceeds my needs and then picks up my shit for me oh can we say shit robin i'm sorry I- yeah, oh, yeah right, you can cool. swear. We very fine. fucking yeah. much can. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm in good company then. <laughs> now, you've this is not your first uh kind of showbiz like gig. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into entertainment in general, <sighs> how you got into doing pub quizzes and things like that? Well, I mean, it it stems back from being a boy, doesn't it? I think entertainment. I mean, I got my first set of Technics 1210s when I was 15 and I was into the uh, hardcore dance scene, annoying all my neighbours. And I was that annoying guy that had a massive sound system blaring tunage out of his window, you know. Um, And that kind of progressed for many, many years, doing lots and lots of different things. Um, But then I got to a point in my life where I needed to rein my evenings back in, or rather rein my weekends more back in, because being a wedding entertainer, you tend to work Saturdays, uh, Sundays, that was when all the work was and that's when i had alfie at the time now we have it i have him one week with me one week with his mum but he's 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 a bit older and that's what he asked for but at the time i only had him at weekends so me going out to host weddings and private functions it was taking the time away and the only time that i had with with alfie so i wanted to kind of go a little bit into something slightly different which would give me my weekends free and pub quiz while it was much less money actually it still managed to provide me with a standard of living um and have my weekends free because you don't nobody does a pub quiz on a weekend sometimes they do it on sundays and then really it sort of stemmed from there i was just good at my job people engaged with me we filled up pubs uh more pubs asked me i recruited that's when the whole brand scenario came and then eventually because we needed it we just created the software for us to use and other people to use too so it kind of just just grew and grew and grew and covid while covid was massively detrimental financially covid actually gave us the kick up the backside that we needed to be really creative and create something that you can quiz online or quiz in a venue sort of without limitations and because that was all i knew at the time it just made sense for us to go down that route really if I was going to develop your app, I think I, I'd need like a holographic Richard that can be <laughs> projected out. And there'd be a little toggle switch for whether you want him nude or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, 
It's funny you say that, actually. <laughs> when you're talking about holo- holographs, one of my ex-girlfriends, probably one of the ones that wasn't too hard, um, was a, a HoloLens developer and holographic developer over at... Um, she used to work at uh, GTA and um, the Angry Birds people and used to do all the... Oh, yeah, wow. all the mixed reality stuff and was starting to build out holographic projections of things for universities and museums and stuff. Really clever girl. Um, that's why she probably binned me off, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going back to COVID for a moment, can you tell us a little bit about um, why you and, and how you ended up uh, sending Kathleen money because there was a lot of, there's sort of like a lot of questions around that time in your relationship. Would you like me to start from the beginning then of the breakup? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's probably a good So, place. um, Throw it back to sometime in 2019. Me and Kathleen were together. We were in the Philippines. I'd lost my phone. Um, So I ended up borrowing Kathleen's phone and logging in my Google, logging in my Facebook, because I needed to have access, obviously, to all of my contacts um, and let people know that I was uncontactable because I didn't have a phone. And um, from there, really, that's the start of the problem. We um, we got to the stage where I went home and then I got a new telephone. Um, at this point, me and Kathleen were applying for visas for Kathleen to come to the country on a tourist visa. Kathleen's tourist visa got declined. I then felt a little bit hopeless. I felt that this relationship wasn't going to go the way that I wanted it to go or the way that I needed it to go. And some of that is actually brought into this this final episode or this episode nine that we've just been watching where I'm talking with the uncles because the relationship became pointless because we could never be together. We were just having problems about just living in together in the same country. At this point, I probably should have broken up with Kathleen, but I didn't. Kathleen, me and Kathleen were still in communication. I downloaded some dating apps and I was I was I was trying to open my options and keep my options open, shall we say. However, when I was well, I used to play a little game as well between um some of my friends. So it was guess is it a lady boy or isn't it a lady boy? So I was screenshotting pictures of, I mean, they are the most beautiful of women, but they're ladyboys. And I was asking my friends to guess if they were ladyboys or not ladyboys. Um, and none of them ever got it right, by the way, <laughs> because they were so gorgeous. Um, but those photos were syncing back to Kathleen's telephone. And after this, so yeah, oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when... Um, we had that awkward conversation about what I was up to and my infidelity. Um, and yeah, that was, that was quite awful. It was awful of me to do so, but it was also really awkward too. I mean, I should have broken up with her at the time when we realized that we weren't going to be going back together. Right. So it, so it was more that you, had synced your Google account, yep. which would have had your photos in it, and it's the cloud. Yeah, my story sort of ended with Kathleen there. Um, then, obviously, I went off 
dating whoever. I was a free spirit and I was single. I met a girl in Malaysia, went over there. Long story short, she wasn't Kathleen and she I didn't have a I didn't have the same experience that I'd had with Kathleen. And so you know when we talk about compromise, so I ended up being in a compromising position that actually me going and doing that made me love Kathleen more. Um, and I know it sounds crazy, but it, it made me miss her. It made me want to be with her. And because, because of that, once I got, well, it was right up until COVID anyway. So I was in Thailand in March, 2019, Malaysia. And then we went on a holiday in Thailand. Um, and it was right when COVID hit. Now, my business was about to suffer, but the whole world was shutting down. And Kathleen's work, because she, she doesn't work as a nurse, she works as a, she's, she's kind of a hustler. So she sells um, products to, um, do, do you know like Kathleen's store that she's got? Uh-huh. Well, she used to make products in her house. So different food items and things like that. Things called crab paste. And it's probably one of the most disgusting things that I've ever <laughs> eaten is this crab paste. Um, and then deliver them to all these small stores and work as kind of a reseller. So she was doing that. But once COVID happened, you weren't allowed outside of the area. Yeah. So Kathleen's work and income just completely dried up. Up. I didn't quite know that. That's what I found out late. It was happening anyway. So good time. I did want good to re- time for the crabs, though. <laughs> a good time for the crabs. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the crabs didn't get as killed as much. Um, <laughs> happy Crab Sunday, right? And um, so yeah. So I, I just, I just thought she'd blocked me on everything, and I needed to reach out to her some way. And also, I don't think I could have lived because none of us knew it was going to be as long as it was going to happen. COVID, you know. So I wanted to make sure that she survived. If you get me, so I wanted to make sure that she didn't, mm. didn't, because she'd lost everything. That she, she could at least afford to feed herself and things like this. Because it wasn't just her. It was it, in the Filipino household. You need about three or four incomes to actually pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. Because Filipino incomes are so low that the father has to work, the children has to work. You know, for them all to accumulate their income together to basically just pay the basic bills of food, electricity, and the stuff that we take for granted because we've got excess cash. They don't have any excess cash, so it, it's really, really hard for them. So I knew that my money would be quite a nice, a, a big help for her. And you still loved her, right? Of course. Well, the the whole Malaysia thing made me realize that I loved her more. Yeah, the idea of somebody you love suffering, how could you not? Exactly. Um, but also, I ended up employing Kathleen within my company because oh. Kathleen's, yeah, because Kathleen's money. So once we started talking again and we got back on a on a, a talky-talky stage, you know, and we were, our foundations were beginning to firm up. There was obviously the problem longer term of, of lack of income, lack of jobs. So I gave Kathleen a job and Kathleen worked within the administration department. <clears throat> I did have to make a couple of people redundant in the UK. Uh, so she was filling a need um, because I needed to save money on the other end, you know. So, but she still came to support me and support the business and help us get through our difficult time. That's really touching. And also, like, 
amazing that she, frankly, that she took you back, but also that she was willing to, um, you know, help you with your business. How did that kind of change the dynamic of your relationship? Did that, at that point, were you more thinking, okay, we're just going to be like mates and work together? Or did that bring you closer romantically as so well? So what I made sure was that I wasn't her, I made sure that I wasn't her boss. So there'd be no, um, there'd be no conflict of interest. There'd be no sort of me giving her a kind of a, a, an easy ride, so to speak, for, for, for the job that she needs to be done. So I could just remain firmly within the partner department and uh, she had a boss. Okay. okay. So it, it brought us closer together because we were, I mean, we were just, we, we've been close anyway. And it's never been a, it's never been a case where we've been distant with each other. We've always just been having the same goal. So, I, I, I guess the way some people see it is when like money changes hands, they feel, oh, it's a transactional thing. But from our perspective, this has always been like one of many ways in which no one's given you the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you know how we feel. You can be your own worst enemy. Um, mm. and, and, you know, the desire to entertain. Because, I, I, I again, if you listen to the pod, you've probably heard me say, like, sometimes you say shocking things because they get the biggest laughs and, and, and whether or not you really believe something is, is quite a mutable thing. These things change. I mean, back in the days when I used to be a critic and if I slightly liked something, but wasn't mad about it, I might say really horrible things because it was just a lot <laughs> it's funnier. Right. And my, my job was to entertain my readers um, yes. and, and viewers on TV. Like, much more than it is really to tell the truth. So I know you see it as um, a bit of a persona that you play. Um, what is the difference between the Richard that we see on TV and the actual you? I I, I think that in in my life, um, I've experienced enough and I've seen enough and I've um, seen so many offensive T-shirts and other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because I've just, I suppose I'm, I am a little bit negative about dating British women and, and the UK dating scenario. You know, it's really just taken its toll on me over like a five-year period of me being single. It just all the time it's 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 a waste of time the expectations are you know at, at a level that i don't think most of these people will ever find the right boy for them um you, you go through the same thing you spend about a week talking on on whichever dating app you're doing then you'll go and have a first date you've got about two hours to become the best friend um to find some kind of spark in it as well in a no um, atmosphere environment like a coffee shop and it's like how can you show the best of you when you literally are at stage one and that's when you don't tend to get past the stage one, date one. You 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 never move on to date two, and um, you don't. You just you just waste then another couple of weeks talking to somebody else. <laughs> so I mean, on 
on our first date, my first date with Robin, I flirted with the waiter immediately. He was very, very handsome. Just so that he knew <laughs> that he, how replaceable he was. I'm, I'm totally kidding. No, In your face, handsome waiter. I, I agree with you um, completely. I think that unfortunately, the I don't know if it's the immediacy of online dating or the fact that you know, you can, that there are just so many options and so many choices in terms of apps and probably even more so even than, than when Robin or, or I were on them. But the, the problem I think, and I, I don't think it's a woman only thing is that people don't bother to learn enough about themselves Mm. to really know what it is that they want and what they don't want. And one of the things that endeared uh, you, Richard, to me immediately was that you knew what you wanted and you were unapologetic about it. I think. And, and you weren't making that someone else's problem. You were saying, this is what I want. This is what I know about myself. Exactly. And I'm not going to change. Yeah. And I don't think I have to change. I think I think we're all individuals and we're all human and we all want something. Uh, and and you, uh, you, we can throw this in many different angles as well. Because if, if you look upon the show, you know, Bridie's making food for Host. Bridie's ironing Host's shirt. Um Emma and the beauty assistant were talking about, are you excited to do his cooking and cleaning and stuff like that? I think the problem lies in when a man says it. And when a man says it, everybody throws their toys out of the pram and starts kicking off because how dare a man say that to me as a woman? And women have fought for many, many years for equality, and that's absolutely right. And it's and equality is there, but sometimes you've just got to step back and just say, actually, for this boy, I'm happy to pick up his socks for him. Have Have you stepped back, and when you've seen some of this stuff on TV, have have you thought, you know what? Even inside myself, I might have overstepped a line there. I didn't really. <laughs> like, the, the wife acronym springs to mind, right? Well, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the wife acronym was literally it's locker room talk between guys. Guys say it to guys. It, it's funny in certain scenarios. I think the scenario that I said it in probably wasn't very funny. Um, and that's why I've been. Um, berated over the internet about it but realistically it's just a t-shirt slogan it's like a bumper sticker slogan um yeah. you know that that probably shouldn't be said but fuck it i've said it now so i need to own it you do but uh, like is, is there a bit of you that feels i can probably change i i'm still really funny and i'm still me without that oh absolutely yeah i am funny without that but yeah. now that I've said it, I can't take it away, can no, I? So. No, you can't. But like, I, I'm always interested, like for shows like this, where <laughs> people sort of, yeah, yeah, people see themselves and they go, "This can actually be really good because it's like it's the best mirror, right?" And you sort of go, yeah. "You know what? I might not do that anymore because that is really how I feel." You know, after after episode one or episode four of me, I was like, I needed to turn the internet off for a period of time. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. Come. I came barging in like with a big fuck you to everybody and it was like "Ah!" (laughs) there are 
some questions that I that I would like to ask <laughs> about you, Richard. Oh, of course. Uh, what is your favorite word? Oh, <laughs> 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 oh my god! Um, don't think. To, is this like the butterfly test? Where oh, is it, see this, see this ink, and what does it spell out? <laughs> A Rorschach. We're not going to diagnose you, no. I assure My favorite you, no, word. this isn't a... I think it's got to be bollocks, because <laughs> it's just a great word that explains so many different scenarios, and it's, it's, it's yeah, it's the, the, the story of my life. It's funny bollocks, isn't it? Because it can be, it like, is. positive or negative, right? You can say, mm-hmm. that's the bollocks, yeah. which means that's brilliant, or that's a load of bollocks, which means it's the opposite. Crap. Yeah. What a great multi-purpose word that is. <laughs> the art of swearing. <laughs> um, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Well, the problem with least favorite words is that they're not usually repeatable words, are they, I suppose, if I'm going down the same uh, same elements. I mean, I, I don't like the, the, the C word. There's Sorry, there was an ambulance, somebody in somebody's background. I don't that was like someone censoring the, the C word. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the see you next Tuesday. Um, that's probably going to be my least favorite word. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, well, spiritually, not very much, but I tend to um, revert to the. I accept you for who you are, and 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 if you want to be spiritual, I'll support your spiritual journey. Um, what turns me on emotionally is somebody that's got the emotional strength to support me through my darkest moments, because we all have bad days. You know, we we I think you hit a certain age, and we've all got our concerns and worries. And what was the other one? Emotional, spiritual, and. Uh, creatively. Oh, creatively. Ah, I, I like a nice design, but although I can't, I can't design myself in Photoshop. But you know, I, I, <laughs> I I've got, I, I, I use branding. <laughs> I know it's so boring, but sometimes you just look at something and say, "That's sexy." Um. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Oh, <laughs> Tony, Tony <laughs> Robinson did a great one, didn't he? The worst jobs in the world. Um, I can't remember what's... I mean, I do some really... Just to help out with people, I do some really mad stuff. Um, is it a job that I would like or a job that I wouldn't like? I, I've gone off on a ta- tangent there about thinking about jobs that I wouldn't like to do. But Yeah, I'm what would think- you love? So I, I moved out of the corporate realm a long time ago. Um, I think that I'd probably like to be. I'm, I'm in entertainment. I like hosting game shows. I'd probably like to do something like Greg Davis's Taskmaster or something along those kind of lines, and and and, and lead a show and create some great comedy from it. There is, there's, there's, you, you do give off pretty big Greg Davis energy. I don't think it'll mean a lot to our American listeners, but there's, there's a lot. Oh, it's hilarious. No, but you said that early what, on, what? didn't you? Didn't you? Robin? Oh, I did say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I love. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I love the word when I hear it, dad. So, Aww, um, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I kind Aww. of get all um, gooey about that one. Whether it's to me or it's to somebody else, it because I fought so hard to be a parent that 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 word really is it does have a specific meaning to me. So yeah, dad or daddy, it lightens up my day. Uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear? God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? See, I'm agnostic, so I probably don't even believe he's up there. Um, but I respect other people that do believe. <laughs> I mean, what I would what I would hope if there was some kind of a higher being and I was stood at some pearly gates um, about to be either welcomed or sent away to hell would be, uh, um, Richard, I've got a beer and it's on ice waiting for you. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? That'd be all right. I'd, I'd, I'd consider coming in. You managed to control yourself. I thought really, and honestly, it was like a horror film watching like that last episode because I kept thinking, <laughs> "There's no way you can get out of this drink without putting his foot in it," and <laughs> it was just Dude. terrifying. Um, but you did. So I yeah. have a funny feeling that if you were sharing a beer with God, you might even be able to behave yourself. Um, I think I'd certainly have a go, but then I'd probably try, you know, <laughs> flirting with his wife or something at the same time. <laughs> or one of his many virgins. <laughs> are, we, right, are we Kate in. Bushing in the background? Yeah, she's Kate Bushing about you making a deal with God. You sound very, uh, very good. Have you uh, sung before, Michelle? Um, I have. I am a failed actress and singer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the golden rule is never marry an actress. And, um, and he didn't, so it's fine. <laughs> so she's not an actress anymore, so I'm allowed. Um, we, there, we was, have... there was there was one question that I was hoping to get out of one of your mouths and that I oh, had on, a man. reasonable response to. Um, what's something about you that the 90-day UK fandom would be surprised to learn? Yes. I, so I, if I one I of you hits me with that question... Yeah, you go. Okay, but I'm going to leave it in that you are controlling us because you have your own little agenda. So fine, Richard, I'll be your shill. Ask, ask me that question, baby. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so what thing about you would most surprise not only the uh, the 90-day the audience, but our dear own listeners? What, oh. what have they not twigged about you? So what you've not twigged is that me and Kathleen can actually hire a cleaner if we need to, so stop breaking my balls. <laughs> I mean, we did wonder. <laughs> we did wonder about that. Have you, have you started to explore the cleaning opportunities in the area? Have you asked she... Sean? <laughs> well, looking at Sean's flat, I'm not sure. That, uh, I, think, I think my dirty dishes ending up in a cupboard would uh, disappoint me greatly. There's already there's already multiple uh, forms of mould growing in a couple of cups without Sean's dirty dishes. Well, I have no idea. None of us have any idea apart from, you know, the, the, the people that do have an idea. Maybe you do. I certainly don't. Um, how much we're going to see of you, how long you're going to be in our lives, whether we're going to get to actually see you and Kathleen living together. I, I really hope we do. Because, I hope so too. Yeah. Um, what we want to see is is, you know, the the love right that's the thing honestly like much as we all get like a, a 
a bit of a cheap thrill in, in, in a fun way uh, over some of the drama and stuff. What What is spe- so special about this show, and, and Katie and Alejandro are another incredible example, it's seeing people falling in love in front of you is just the most extraordinary thing to capture on TV. And, it's very and it's sexy. Where, it's so sexy. It's the... It, Look, there's a trashy side to this show and shows like this, but there is also a really profound side as well. And and I can't wait, and I hope we get the opportunity to actually see, you know, you two young lovers doing what young lovers do, and I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm sure you probably will do, um, but you've got to carry on watching the series to uh, to find out the, our story and and how it uh, how it develops. Um, look, we, we adore the show, um, and you're clearly, you know, one of the, the key stars on it, and you, uh, you light up our Sundays. So thank you very much, Pam. Thank you very much, Robin, and cheers, Michelle. Thank you so much. We'll make a pilgrimage to Preston. bloody hell could i keep up with richard on the lash i could do pub 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 kebab strip club i don't i don't know if i could do all the pubs i could do pub pub i don't think i could do the third pub okay all right (laughs) i know all the best kebab shops (laughs) um good all right take care man we'll see you soon thank you very much take care bye-bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.